Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. It's your nephew, MTB, here. We're glad to have another exciting broadcast for you today. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at MTBrown98 or connect with us on Facebook at facebook.com slash thebrownbag1. You can always catch our broadcast on demand after taping or get a free download on iTunes. Have you missed any of our previous broadcasts? No worries. Go to Blog Talk Radio, search The Brown Bag, and listen at your leisure. Friends, in tribute of Women's History Month, we highlight two difference makers that are making a positive impact on others. Where in the world would we be if not for our women, those pillars of strength who help make the world go around? Mike, when you think about the important roles of women in our society, what personally comes to mind for you? Well, you know, first and foremost, I have to think of my mother. And um, just how important that role is in um, raising and changing the lives of a child and rearing them up and just keeping them on the right path. And that's generally what women are. They're the birthers and the game changers of our world. Yeah, and that's, that's good you point that out. Oftentimes, you know, um, men are put out in the forefront when you think, for example, you know, the civil rights movement. But oftentimes it's those women behind the scenes who make it happen. And we know we have so many women leaders who are on the forefront as well. And today we want to point out, uh, we want to bring on two phenomenal women. Why don't you go ahead and uh, introduce our first guest, please? Lakeisha D. Bankston Glover, originally from Jackson, Mississippi, was raised in a military family living primarily in the Washington metropolitan area. She received her education from St. Stephen's and St. Agnes School and her formal education from George Mason University, receiving a B.A. in government and politics. In her youth, Lakeisha danced with the D.C. Youth Ensemble and later became a professional actress under the management of Linda Townsend. With a love for makeup, she was a Mary Kay consultant for eight years before stepping out on faith and fulfilling her dream to become a freelance makeup artist, trained at the Bennett Career Institute in Washington, D.C. Lakeisha performed makeovers at a battered women's shelter and noticed how a little eyeshadow and blush when delivered with love and encouragement could help turn a woman's thought about herself completely around. Lakeisha currently works as a policy analyst for the federal government, is the proud owner of Lakeisha's Inspiring Looks, and is also the co-owner of Trinity Weddings and Events. Lakeisha is a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority, where she helps to mentor young women in the Emerging Young Leaders Program. 
and also serves as a member of the St. Stephen's and St. Agnes Alumni Association Boards. Miss Lakeisha Bankston Glover, welcome to the Brown Bag. Wow, thank you guys. Thanks so much. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, definitely glad to have you on. Let's go ahead and get started. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, your background, and how it led you toward discovering your purpose. Um, wow, well, first of all, that introduction was amazing. I wish I had that voice. Um, but <laughs> like, like I said, I'm originally from uh, Mississippi, so I'm a certified country girl. Um, but growing up in a military family, you move around a lot, and we kind of spent most of our time in this political town that I call. Um, and for me, I first fell in love with politics, believe it or not, while we were in Washington, D.C. So I fell in love with politics actually in the third grade. So I have actually been participating in student government. I did it from third grade all the way up to college. I ran for um, student government president while I was at George Mason. I didn't win, however, um, just staying involved in politics and understanding what's going on in your world has just always been important to me. Um, but what really struck me about beauty, and, you know, I'm a makeup artist and everything, was not necessarily the outer but what you discover when you make someone over and you pull what's inside of them. Mm. So for, it's encouraged. I mean, at the end of the day, it's encouragement. Uh, but you have fun with, you know, makeup and colors and lipstick and all that stuff that women love. So. Yeah. Before we get into uh, some of the things I know you're prepared to discuss as relates to inner beauty, um, let's jump into some of those beauty tips. And strategies. What would you share with those women who are out there just chomping at the bit? Uh, maybe they saw your picture on Facebook and they're trying to figure <laughs> out how do I do that? You know, what are some of those? Uh, what are some of those those strategies or tips that you would give in regards to makeup and their outward adornment? Okay, so I have three solid tips that I would give away. Um, um, number one, you have to have a really good skincare regimen. Um, you can put all the makeup in the world on your face. But if your skin is not in great order, it's not going to look good. So you want to mm. make sure that you start out with a really clean canvas. And I always tell women, have a good regimen. That includes making sure you cleanse your skin. When you hear freshen, that just means use a, a toner or um, the best toner that I would say to use, the natural toner is wish hazel. Exfoliate, meaning fluff off some of that dead skin that's on your face at least once a week, and make sure you always, always moisturize. Um, and for all women, including women of color, you must wear sunscreen. I know there is this, you know, misconception that we think, well, okay, well, I have melanin in my skin. I don't need that. You actually still need to protect yourself from UVA and UVB rays. Um, the second thing, as far as makeup, getting into makeup, is foundation. If you never want to wear a color in the world, just make sure you have the right foundation color um, because our, it's very sad when I see women who they, their makeup looks amazing, but their face and their neck don't match. So mm. that's key. You, you want to make sure that you have your foundation should look like you have nothing on, okay? So make sure you, you know, match that up and figure out what formula you like because most women don't realize you have liquids, you have creams, you have cream to powder. Figure out what you like to work with. Um, and then lastly, um, as far as color is concerned, that's your shadows, your blushes, your bronzers, there is no mistake, okay? So it's always easier to put a little and then add. But if you put a lot and try to take it away, you need to start all over. Um, but there's no mistake. It's just makeup. You can always take it off and try again. Um, and experiment. Don't be afraid. If you see something you like, you don't want to try it during the week when you go to work because nobody's going to tell you the truth, try it on the weekends. And if you do great, you're going to get those compliments. Catch them and keep them. But um, don't be afraid. That's good. Now, in keeping in alignment with what you're talking about as far as, you know, not being afraid, um, when I hear your bio, I hear um, there were some moments where you had to step out in faith and um, you were not afraid to pursue your, your passion and pursue some of your dreams. Talk a little bit about that. Um, that process for you, because I think you'll be able to help some others to discover their purpose. Yeah, I um, so I was a Mary Kay consultant for eight years, and the purpose, the reason why I started Mary Kay, of course, they have the best, I mean, it's a wonderful company, and if you want to be in a business that's going to give you self-esteem, Mary Kay is it, um, but I hid behind that, because what I really wanted to do is I wanted to do makeup, and unfortunately, 
um, Mary Kay has a clause where you cannot touch your client. And if you're a makeup artist, you have to touch your client. So I was afraid for a little while because it's like, okay, Mary Kay has this great engine and they have a name and who's going to know me and trust me. But eventually you kind of get tired. When you get tired of yourself, that's when you're going to step out and do that thing that makes you scared. And one thing I learned in Mary Kay, a phrase that I that stuck with me, is you have to feel the fear but do it anyway. And fear mm. is nothing but false evidence appearing real. It's not real. You just have to do it. So um, once I did it, it I, I, <laughs> I went to Bennett and um, I believed in myself. Like I didn't, there is nothing that I found that I said, okay, I can't do this. I just said, you know what, I can, and if I make a mistake the first time, I have another time to do it because I'm just not going to be afraid anymore. I'm just going to do it. That's good. Now talk about some of the allies, some of the supporters that, you know, were um, maybe in your corner. I know you have a very supportive husband. Talk about some of the, the need to have, you know, those encouragers, those people that are speaking positivity. Um, talk a little bit about that. Okay. Um I, of course, yes, I love my husband, Sanchez. Shout out to Sanchez. He is, like, my biggest coach and the person, my covenant partner, who I can really be afraid in front of. But I, I have surrounded myself um, for who we all have goals and passions and dreams, and they're not always the same, but we have the same drive. And so yeah. we are accountable to one another that when somebody looks like they're slipping, we say, okay, we have to use our muscle and pull them up. So I have some good girlfriends around me, um, some businesswomen, and at all stages of life. I think sometimes people um, get confused that they have to have, oh, I have to have this business person behind me and this person. Um, I don't have that belief in life. Um, again, I said I'm from Mississippi, and my grandmother, who she's passed away, but she was the best example for me. And if anybody remembers the book The Help and the movie The Help, um, that's Jackson, Mississippi. That's exactly where I'm from. And my grandmother wow. was The Help. Um, but while she supported those families that she worked for, my grandmother was a diva. So that's where I really get it from. My <laughs> grandmother believed in dressing and always putting your best self forward. So anytime, you know, I felt like I can't do it, I just give her a call and she'd say, where are you from? People that are from, they don't expect people from the bottom to rise to the top. Um, mm-hmm. So you have to remember where you're from and just do it. Because once you do it and somebody else sees you do it, then they will believe that they can do it. So keep yourself surrounded. It doesn't matter what stage of life. Anybody can give you a good word of advice. That's good. That's good. Now let's go into maybe a little bit more of a, a touchy subject. Um Women and masking pain. Now, I think we all, to a certain mm-hmm. extent, you know, put a mask on at times. Mm-hmm. I think we have to, and some of that is, you know, rightly so. We don't want to walk out of the house and just always be an open book. I mean, you know, we put our game face on. We all have struggles and issues. Um, but talk a little bit about, and I appreciate what you said earlier. You know, you talked about how you can be, you know, transparent around your husband and some of maybe the issues that, that women confront Talk a little bit about that, um, the need to unmask our pain, confront some of the issues that we faced in life. I know we've shared, you shared with me personally, you know, some things that you've gone through, and you don't have to go right. into too much in depth with that. But just talk a little bit about, you know, um, unmasking pain and the need to deal with some of the things that have caused us pain in life. Sure. Um, I think that in order for you to be your best and truest self, you have to be a little bit transparent, and the healing happens in transparency, I believe. Um, I have had, you know, different situations that I've faced in life, but it wasn't until I began to talk about it, and I personally, I love counseling, and if you find a really good counselor that you can trust and really have them coach you to the next level of life, I really believe that you need to seek that. Um, But you have to get it out because if you allow yourself to continue to be filled inwardly with trash that takes up space, you won't have space enough to get to your greatness. So you have to release that. Um, I think Erica Badu has a song that's called Bag Lady. And a lot of people, you know, you listen to music and you love the beat, but you don't necessarily, a lot of people, they forget about lyrics. And what she's really talking about is you're, you're carrying all this stuff 
that you don't necessarily, you have to let it go, bad lady. You've got to let this yeah. stuff go. And I think with women, because um, I think you guys, when you open, you talked about, you know, the fortitude that we have and the things that women do. We carry yeah. so much that we forget that if you're not your best self for you, you can't be your best self for anyone else. Mm. That's good. That's good. And, you know, oftentimes, you know, let's face it, women give so much. Um, What what would you say to that woman out there who maybe has hit the wall? You know, they're struggling. And, and And I appreciate the approach that you're talking about from a transparency standpoint because, you know, sometimes we read our bios and we, you know, we put our image out front and that that's awesome. But, I think we all have struggles, things that we're working towards uh, improving. I know I am. What would you say to that woman who's maybe, um, you know, wants to be an entrepreneur or, you know, wants to be a mother, wants to have a family, but she's struggling. She's struggling with, you know, maybe some of those, uh, those personal issues. What would you say to encourage that woman to, to move forward? Um, the first thing that I would tell a woman to do is get honest with yourself. Yeah. Um, and one thing that I love um, and that I teach the girls um, that I've been blessed to be in contact with through the Emerging Leaders Program and other areas of life where I've been able to mentor is um, have an affirmation statement for yourself. Mm. It doesn't necessarily mean to a statement that other people believe about you, but if you believe what's great and true about you, then you'll walk that. Um, mm. And as an actress, one of the things that I learned um, going to class, you have to practice. If you don't have an audience to practice in front of, use your mirror. Looking mm. at yourself and really getting in, in connection with yourself um, and loving yourself is your first step to saying to yourself, like, I can do anything. Um, there's mm. a scripture in the Bible that uh, once I was preparing to speak to some girls, but it wasn't a necessarily religious um, situation, so I was like, okay, God, like, what am I going to do? Like, I, I fully rely on God and fully rely on the Bible. And so I used Psalms 139 and 14, talks about um, being fearfully and wonderfully made. But I didn't want to necessarily use that because, again, there was an audience that wasn't all Christian, so I said, okay, what am I going to do? So fearfully actually equates to the word awesome and wonderfully equates to the word amazing. So what I told the girls, I gave them all mirrors, and I made them look at themselves in the mirror, and I said, repeat to yourself, I am awesome and amazing. And Mm. that's what women have to believe. You have to walk in your greatness because there is no one on earth that's ever going to be like you. There's no Mm. one, you know, I laugh because Lakeisha is a common name in the black community, but there is no one else who's going to be Lakeisha, Diane, Banks, and Glover. There's just no one mm. out there. And I was probably, before I graduated from college is when I really fully began to accept his um, quiet as kept, and my mother knows. When I was a little girl, I hated my name because I felt mm. like my name wasn't professional enough. When I was younger, I wanted to be an attorney. Again, I love politics um, mm-hmm. since then I've changed. But I was like, you know, why did you give me this name? Like, this is, oh, I can name me Tiffany or Tiffany or something common. But, you know, when you really, when you get to the place where you accept yourself and love yourself and you're unapologetic about that, then everyone else around you, they can't, if they can't accept it, then they have to move aside. That's and good. it's and not an arrogance, it's a confidence. Yeah, so, and, I, and I think that, that confidence, you know, attracts people your way, and I think it, yeah. you know, it, 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 it helps open doors for you. And I know Michael Forum's been listening, and I, I think he's uh, chomping at the bit here. Mike, I wanted to bring you in. Um, I know you've had some moments where maybe you can agree with Lakeisha today, where you had to, you know, step out in faith and, and have confidence on things. What, what are you taking from this discussion? Well, um, that's pretty much how I live day to day, you know. Uh, there's a challenge, a new challenge for me every day, and I continue as well to look to God and to sort of focus on his will and purpose. But I like what Lakeisha is saying about people's impression of themselves. It, it enables you to be able to give more, and it's really important. And I know, Lakeisha, since you have a background in acting as well, there there are some things that where you've learned how to control your emotions and still do the things that you need to do as well. And are there any exercises or things like that you can share with someone that would help them to get past maybe a, a moment of um, fear or nervousness? Um, so, like, when when I was really working, 
you have to you 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 have to learn your lines really really quickly. Um, and I would have to you know because you can't walk around with a script even on stage. And and that's one thing that I I never wanted to do plays because I'm like oh my god I love TV because you can do it again. But I got to the place where it was like okay. My trick of learning my lines, I learned everybody's lines. And so I, wow. I would know the flow of how whatever the scene that I was in, um, I did some work and a lot of work in Baltimore on homicide. And so I'll never forget Andre Bronner. I was doing a scene with him, and um, he was like, he, he was making a mistake on his lines. And I was like, no, actually what you're supposed to say, and I mind you, I'm 13 years old. And he's looking at me like, what? <laughs> and so I said, well, um, I, the, the trick for me is I learned the whole thing, and then I can remember mine. And so wow. even though I didn't have to, what you have to do is you, you've got to figure out what works for you. You have to pep yourself up. Um, I was a cheerleader in high school too. So, like, you know, you have to, like, be your own cheerleader, have a rah-rah going on in your head for yourself, mm. and just keep saying to yourself, okay, I can do it, I can do it. Because it, it's like a good workout. Like, you have that pain in the middle, and it's like, oh, I want to quit this. But once you're done, you have this wonderful sense of accomplishment. Your heart rate is coming down. But you've gotten through an awesome workout. You're taking care of your health. You know you've, you've made this great accomplishment, and you live to, to do it again the next day. So that's what you have to do. You've got to you, – if nobody else is applauding you, if nobody else is pumping you up, you be that for you. And eventually, like you said, Mike, you will begin, when you become who God created you to be, you're going to begin to attract people to you because they're going to see that in you. You know, and they're yeah, going to want to know, like, how did what you get, right, how did you no, do I, what you got or what are you doing? So. And I like that. And then when they ask you, what did you get? How did you get where you are? And that's your chance to share your testimony and give a shout-out to the one who made it happen, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, that's good. Now, Lakeisha, take us into uh, your heart of service. Take us into that battered shelter. Um, You you talked about um, you had the opportunity to adorn women that have been battered. Take us into that, those experiences. What did you observe? What did you notice? Wow. Um, at that time, I was a Mary Kay consultant, and it was a type of shelter where, you know, I can't even give the name of the location, non-disclosure agreements, all that type of thing, but um, the women, they were changing their lives completely, names, everything. And it was about eight women, and at first, and I had to explain, I'm not here to sell you anything. Because they're at a place, they're, they were at their lowest one, like, I don't have anything, I don't believe in anything, like, I, my life is over type of thing. And, I, you know, you warm them up, and I have a pretty fun personality. And as I begin to walk them through the steps, the same thing, the tips that I explained, I walked them through, and then I actually gave them, um, you know, gave them products and said, you know, apply this and apply this. And one lady just began to cry. Um, and she said, I never thought that this could happen to me. I never, I never saw myself like that. I never saw or thought that I could look like this. Is this really me? And I wow. couldn't cry right then and there because, you know, I, I wanted to, you know, Because you had your face on, you had your, your, and your makeup was done. Yeah, too. but I now. went home, and, and that really was the moment when I had to step out on faith. Because wow. I, I'm thinking to myself, like, I have this grand opportunity, you know, I'm doing this, and, you know, I'm married, and I'm supported, and all this, and... All it took was I gave them, I didn't even give them a lot. I gave what I felt was a little. But, you know, it reminds me of that mustard seed faith. When you give a little, it can go a long way. Um, And it was at that moment that I was just like, okay, yeah, I got to do this. If they can take the time and they're stepping out to change their lives, then I have a gift to be able to encourage, I've got to do this. That is awesome. Now, how can people get in touch with you and find out more about your businesses? Tell us about your uh, your your um, entrepreneurial endeavors. Well, um, two years ago, I launched Lakeisha's Inspiring Looks, and I want to give a shout-out to Alan Feldenkrist, who um, one thing I will tell people, when you make a connection, don't ever burn a bridge because you never know when you'll have to reach back and use that person. Um, Alan was, um, I, I worked for a brand management firm, and he was my boss. And two years ago, I sat down with him, and he treated me like a client for free, praise the Lord, and helped mm-hmm. me come up with a name because he said, you know, I don't, don't think about where you are, the makeup thing. Think about who you are and what you mm-hmm. want to do. So that's where the name came from. But I'm on, on Facebook, and it's just Lakeisha's Inspiring Looks. Um, and on Instagram, um, M-U-A, 
underscore aka divinity and on twitter i am ladybug divinity um and right now i'm actually um running a special for prom so it's fifty dollars lashes included and girls love to get glammed up um but i also (laughs) do services for galas and weddings and whatever someone needs me for i do one-on-one consultations um i can design a class um if you wanted to get together with some girlfriends but um i am available what type of service should they expect to receive from you? It's a one-on-one. I customize. Okay. I um, One thing that I, I have my other makeup artist sisters, and shout-out to those who are listening, um, they say, you never, you always make them look like themselves. Um, and you can see that on my, <laughs> my Facebook page. Um, some people want to look like somebody different. I've had clients that say, make me look like Beyonce. And I always respond, <laughs> I'll make you look Beyonce-ish. <laughs> but I want you, you know, my, my purpose is I want you to discover who you are. Every mm. woman has something beautiful. They just haven't discovered it yet. So that's what my passion and my makeup, of course, I'm going to, you know, glam them up. But, um, you know, love you. You know, I love me. I change my eye mm. color sometimes, and I add a few things sometimes, but um, I love me, you know, and I feel like, I'm, every woman to me is an everyday celebrity. You don't necessarily have to look to anybody else to be a celebrity. You are a celebrity already. Just walk into your diva. That's good. That's good. Now, I got to, you know, pick your brain a little bit on your uh, your other full-time job. You, tell us a little bit about your work as a policy analyst and um, your heart for politics. Yeah, I um, – so we t- talked earlier about, um, you know, that circle of, of influence and um, mentors and and definitely if you don't have a mentor, find one. And if you don't have one that you can put your hands on, find someone that you admire and allow mm-hmm. them to mentor you from afar. And I'm an AKA, and one of my um, very close sorority sisters, um, she's an administrative law judge. And I was having lunch with her one day, and I had just had my son, and I kept telling her, you know, I want to be successful in everything that I do. But I had people <laughs> telling me, well, you can't have it all. And she said, reprogram. She was like, anything that you want to do, you will do. Mm. And I was like, what? I'm like, this is a challenge. And she said, you can have it all, and you will have it all, but do you will yourself to have it all? And I was like, oh, okay. I've got to, mm. I got to like, grow my mind to that. And once I really picked that up, it was like, you know what? I'm going to be successful in everything. So um, I, I work for the federal government, and what I love about policy is that it's a vehicle to make change. And mm. that's, I think at the bottom of, you know, loving politics, that's really all that I have been attracted to is the ability to make change. You know, even if you don't get involved at the higher levels, um, go vote. You know, we yeah. have people who I, I, um, I volunteered for Terry McAuliffe's campaign, and I was canvassing a neighborhood, and it was just funny because I was out on a strictly hot day, and they're like, why are you doing this? And I'm like, you know, Unless somebody steps out there to actually tell you, when were you going to find out? So you need Mm. those people who are, like, passionate to tell you information that you otherwise wouldn't go after. You know, so because we, you know, for those in the black community, we've had people, you know, my grandparents, they marched, and um, my husband's great-grandmother was the first person to actually register to vote in Selma, Alabama. You know, having all of that background and and, and connection – I have to do like it's it's in me to do it. Like I can't have yeah. had my forefathers die and 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 be harassed for this right and then not exercise it. So if you don't do anything else, follow what's going on um, in the news. You know, following what's going on in your community, even what's going on in your neighborhood. How are the kids being affected in the schools? You know, find something that you can attach yourself to that's about making change and then go after it and do it. No, and I'm so glad you point that out. Oftentimes, you know, people say, well, I don't do politics, and I understand that. You know, it can be messy, but at the heart of politics is policy, and policy, you know, affects people's lives. It affects our lives, and I'm glad to hear you talk about the need in our community to, you know, roll up the sleeves and and be willing to get out and, and put the work in. So I'm so glad you shared that. I do want to allow uh, just you the opportunity to just share your heart, any inspirational things that maybe you um, just had planned on sharing today. 
Um, if, you know, the only thing that I really want to impress upon women is to, you know, own who you are. You know, um, spiritually, you know, when you look at the story about Adam and Eve and how Eve came to be uh, into being, you know, God had a special thought in mind that he didn't want a man to be alone, right? So he mm-hmm. laid him down and made the woman. Like, that is so special that he even thought that, okay, I have to design something not the same, but something just so womanly, whoa, awesome, something totally different. And so Mm. don't throw your womanhood away. Embrace it. Find something that you've never discovered about yourself and really, like, explore that thing. Um, And just love on you every day. You know, one thing that I say that anybody can give away that can encourage and boost somebody is a smile. You know, mm-hmm. you never know what somebody is going through. And women, one thing we don't do is we don't compliment each other enough. I don't know where wow. we get this idea that we have to cut each other down and roll each other. I will tell a woman in a minute, if I see something I like on her, I like that. And then we'll ask, where did you get it? Because I want to get me one too. <laughs> you know, but you, you, we've got to get to a better stage in life where we just embrace each other and love on each other, especially women, because if if we got together, all of us got together, it would be such a much stronger community, a stronger society, and then a stronger world because I think Michael said it best, you know, women, we, we do a lot of things. We may be behind the scenes, but, you know, we're that wall that's keeping things running. So, you know, no matter what stage you are in life, figure out your start. And once you start, keep walking, keep going because, you will get to your destination. And nothing that you experience and nothing that you go through is for naught. Even those hard times, even those times of struggle, you know, whatever faith or whatever belief you have that's higher than yourself, give that over and then get clarity so that you can get to your destination end. That is good. And I know Michael's been listening. Uh, Michael, you have a question or comment? Well, you know, I, I've gathered a lot from this, and I've heard this um, over and over again, but I, I'm glad to see you have a focus on, you know, people changing the way they feel about themselves as well because it's it's a bigger part of a person's um, personality and happiness than we would generally think. Um, you know, a lot of women have a lot of baggage, and, you know, you always have to take a step to um, love yourself more, and every step you take, you know, puts distance between your past and those um, the the hurt and the baggage that you carry around and allows a woman to start to heal herself. And then, you know, another thing I think you have to, I guess a woman needs to look at makeup and her appearance for her as opposed to how people would look at herself. You know, you have Mm. to be, I guess, happy with your own appearance first and not worry about the rest. And uh, and I think that you know it's important what you do. It's almost a therapy. It's it's beyond just appearances and, and making someone look pretty. It makes them feel beautiful as well. So you know, I just think it's great and important. You know what you do, and uh, I'm just excited to hear you talk about it with so much passion. And, and Keisha, on that that same point, you know, we talk about you know, the external beauty, and that, that has its place. Uh, but talk a little bit about, you know, the need to match our outer beauty with our inner beauty. Um, I think, you know... And let me preface it with this. Let me preface it with this. Let's take, for example, marriage. Okay, you can bring a Beyonce home, but if, if uh, you know, that looks like a Beyonce type, but if her <laughs> attitude is nasty... You know what I'm saying, and 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 can't get much done. Will the marriage? How long will the you know the Beyonce look stand? You know, I mean, the need to match the outer with the inner. Right. Um, again, the Bible for me is my greatest book of encouragement. And Proverbs 31 and 30 says that charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Um, mm. And again. I don't care what stage of life you are. I have friends who have all different religions, but you have to get to a place where you're practicing and you're connecting with whatever is higher than yourself. Um, and that's what helps you to cultivate what's inside of you. Again, I think Michael is correct. Um, Kevin Aquan, who is a wonderful makeup artist, said there's not enough makeup to mask an ugly heart. And oh. it's true. You you can uh, – I could put – a thousand layers of neck and lip gloss and everything, but when you're torn inside, that still shows. 
Um, and, and vice versa. When you, you know, I, I really love myself. Again, it's not an arrogance, it's a confidence. But I love who I am, and I have mm. no thought or idea to be like anybody else because God took the time to intricately make me. And that's what women have to believe in themselves. Like, if he took the time to make me, there's going to be some quirks and some quarrels about me that's going to be different than others. Um, but I have to work on that, you know. Um, it's just yeah. like prayer life. If you don't <laughs> practice prayer or what I love about I'm Muslim, they meditate and pray religiously. And some of us can't pray over our food, you know. So yeah, yeah. You gotta you you have to. Um, and and I'm actually learning more about meditation right now. You you've got to find that thing that causes you to to get away to recharge, to become better, so that when you do come back into your world, into your community, into your family, into your groups, that when people want to feed off you, they have something to eat on. That's good. If you and are I'm, that's, uh, yeah. yeah, go ahead. No, I don't want to cut you off. Go ahead. Um, if, if you if you don't do that, then you have nothing to serve. Yeah. No, that, so, that is, you know, that is, put that time in. That is so critical. I'm so glad what you're saying today, the need to love and accept ourselves. Wow, that will yes. preach all day, every day. Because, yes. you know, in our society we have so many things pulling at us, telling us what we're not, you know, especially, you know, oftentimes the pressure that women are under to look a certain way and you have to be a certain size and a certain style. I'm so uh-huh. glad and it's refreshing, you know, to hear, you know, who are you behind the mask when you take the yeah. makeup off and, and you know, the need to um, have self-care and talk a little yeah. bit about, you know, you know the, uh, the need to, and because the Bible talks about how, you know, Jesus would retreat you know, and, and, right. and, and regroup right. and recharge his battery. That's right. from a physical standpoint, you know. Um, women have so much to juggle, the family life, and I know, you know, it might be a hard balancing act. And I, don't, I understand that you might not be saying it from a perspective of having mastered this. I know I'm certainly a work in progress, but what are some things that you're learning about, you know, juggling, wanting to have it all, but at the same time, um, working to create a family balance? Um, one thing that I will say is that, um, so me being the per- type of person to do a million things at the same time is the same person that I was when I was younger. Um, mm-hmm. And I have teachers, professors, like people in all walks of life that have known me all of my life know, like, Lakeisha has always done multiple things at the same time. That's who I am. And I will tell women, like, do not compare yourself to somebody else because you see their results. Mm-hmm. Because unless you see them doing their work, you may not want to do what they do. Some people yeah. may not want to do some of the things that I, I'm a researcher and I'm a lover of knowledge, but you may not want to be up. Like if you're not, when I'm not sleeping, I'm thinking and I'm writing um, mm-hmm. or I'm reading something. You may not want to do that. So, But you have to find that thing that speaks to you to grow you. Um, I was actually just um, want to give a shout-out to Ratcliffe Events, Christmas Ratcliffe. She um, hosted a conference last weekend called the VIP Experience, and it was about four life coaches. Um, and one of the coaches, her name is Nicola Brown, she wrote this book um, called Sabbath Rest um, that's coming out soon. And she really explained, like, what the Sabbath is. Like, a lot of people think, oh, the Sabbath, that's a Sunday, and, you know, you're supposed to serve God on that. But really, um, when you hear Sabbath, we think of religious word. But when we hear sabbatical, we think of the academia when a professor goes off for a certain amount of time, you know, to cultivate their, their teaching gifts, to learn and discover so that they can bring fresh things back to their students. Well, that's the same thing that we as people, and especially women, you have to figure out a time, and it does not necessarily have to be a long period of time. Um, for my family, my son, we have a rule that when we get home, when I pick him up from school, mommy gets five minutes by herself mm-hmm. so that she can either sit and breathe or nod for five minutes. Whatever I want to do in that five minutes when I get home, it's just for me. Mm-hmm. And so what that is, is that's me saying what's important for me. As a woman, you have to figure out what's important for you. When are you going to carve out that? Because a lot of times we don't realize that time is more valuable than money. You can always mm. make money anywhere, mm. right? But time, that's something that we don't control. We, we don't have control on the next, our next day. Either one of us can be gone. You know, we don't have control over that. 
But when you, you set your life, you set your life up. Don't have anything else dictate to you in your life. You set it up. You know, I don't honestly, there's so many things that I do on a week-to-week basis, you know, like even this interview, I'm like, oh, my God, my whole March is packed. Every weekend I have something that I'm doing something, and meaning Saturday and Sunday and during the week, and I have to go mm-hmm. talk to girls, and I have a board meeting. But I don't think about it as a whole. I get through it moment by moment. Mm-hmm. You have to take a break and pause and say, okay, I'm going to attack seize the day. I can't worry about what's going to happen in the future because it hasn't happened yet. And I can't worry about my past because it's already gone. But I'm going to take just this moment and seize the day. And so I think that's what women, we get so bogged down and so overwhelmed with trying to carry on and take care of everything that that's when you get tied up and twisted and tangled in your own web of crazy. So Yeah, and that's, no, that's good. Yeah. And, that, and that need for balance to say, you know, you know, there's a lot I need to do, but what is most important right now? You know, what are right. the top priorities? Um, and that, that's, that speaks to the need to have a healthy balance. I'm glad you share that. Tell us a little bit about some things that are on the horizon for you coming up. I know you've got a youth summit you're, you've partaken in and later in the month. So anything you want to highlight or invite people to or just let people know um, Definitely, how um, they can track for you? Definitely for young people. Um, I definitely have to give a shout-out to Bevel Middle School, um, the young ladies who participate in the Emerging Leaders Program there. I can't wait to see you guys on Thursday because we will be discussing just That's in Woodbridge. Just for Success is on Thursday. Um, and later on in the month, um, March the 29th, um, Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Omicron um, Kyle Omega Chapter, we are sponsoring the Youth Summit um, at Potomac Middle School, um, which we're so grateful to have you as a speaker. Um, so that that's that. Um, I'm actually in the process. Um, ladies, learn how to collaborate. I'm starting to collaborate with a few fashion stylists and um, just really put my brand out there. I think we a lot of times when we think about entrepreneurship, um, we're focused tunnel vision just on what we want to do. But a lot of times in order to grow yourself, you have to collaborate with other people because you have a network and they have a network and then their network has a network. So if yeah. you learn how to connect yourself with other people, you actually grow faster and longer because you didn't have to build it all yourself. So, yeah. you know, working smarter, not harder um, is definitely a key in my life. But um, I definitely want to connect with new clients. Um, prom season is on its way, so again, I, I invite every girl who is going to the prom and wants to look glam to connect with me, um, so that I can service them. But um, honestly, I just I love I love life, um, and I do love encouraging women, especially girls, because there's so many. I think we discussed earlier all this messaging that's out there, all the propaganda that's out there. You can't believe it. You've got to set your own affirmation for yourself. You've got to set your own standard for yourself. Um, it's great to hear the messages and know what's out there and pull, as my grandma would say, eat the meat, not the bone. Take the good <laughs> stuff that's thrown out there. But anything that's detrimental to you, let it go. You know, don't include that in your space. You know, if you've got some, some bags that's in your face, move them out and, and really, like, start filling yourself with good things. Um, if it's not the Bible, find a good book. Um, Michelle McKinney Hammond, a great author. She's all about women fortitude and build, building women up, you know, find some speakers. Um, Lisa Nichols, who's a wonderful um, encourager, really jolly. Find people who are speaking life, um, and then you'll find yourself through all of that. So That is awesome. And, Keisha, we're running out of time here because we definitely want to bring Ms. Paulette Jones on. But um, yeah. and thank you for being on. I tell you, I believe you helped a lot of women today. And just any closing so. comments, anything you want to just share before we sign off here? Love yourself first and others. you can love others too. Awesome. Thank you for being on today. We do appreciate it. Thanks so much, guys. I appreciate it. Have an awesome day. You too. You were awesome. Thanks. All right. Bye-bye. Hey, Mike, what a... Great conversation we just had. Yeah, that was powerful. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah, and I don't think our uh, our second guest is going to let us down either. Why don't you go ahead and introduce Ms. Paulette Jones for us, please? Ms. Paulette Jones has been educating and empowering students for over 30 years, starting at Eastern Senior High School, where she was named their Teacher of the Year in 1980. 26 years ago, 
Ms. Jones began a school-sponsored club called Young Black Women that birthed as a group of 15 African-American students who felt left out of their school community. Young Black Women invited guest speakers, went on field trips, and received recognition in local newspapers and was spotlighted on BET television on three occasions. Young Black Women later evolved into what is known as the Dreams Club, which stands for Dedicated, Responsible, Enthusiastic, and Motivated Students. That includes boys as well. Membership increased from 15 members to over 200 in prior years. Dreams graduates now include pastors, lawyers, and other professionals who now have families and legacies of their own. Some of Ms. Paulette Jones' awards and honors include 2014 Mentorship Award, Coalition of 100 Black Women, Kathleen Seatfeld, 2013 Award for Leadership, Congressional Listening for Congressman Jerry Connolly, the 2012 Edward Kelly Teacher of the Year from Area Clergy Ministers. Ms. Paulette thank Jones, you. so glad to have you on our broadcast. Welcome. Well, thank you so much. I'm excited. Yes, I'm so excited that we could have you on. You were able to leave the classroom and, and jump into our conversation. <laughs> Ms. Jones, one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on the broadcast is I know you've spent almost 30 years in education. And on this particular broadcast, we want to highlight some of the difference makers uh, in our community that are around us each day. Tell us a little bit about yourself and what drew you to education. Oh, Mike, let me tell you, it has been over 30 years now. I started off teaching in Washington, D.C., and I had a teacher um, there at Western High that became Duke Ellington School of the Arts, and this lady encouraged me to study literature because I had a love for it, and she showed me an appreciation of literature. And so I just loved that teacher, and um, when I went to school and then grad school, I knew that I wanted to motivate young people just like she motivated me. Wow. That is awesome. That is awesome. Now let me ask you, over, over 30 years in education, to what do you attribute your longevity? When I say it's nobody but the Lord, I want you to understand that because <laughs> I thank God Every day. You know, Mike, I've never asked in 30 years for a child to be removed from my classroom, a disruptive child, because I believe that God has me in that classroom with this child for one of two reasons, either that I am there to impart something into that child's life or for that child to impart something into my life. So I never asked wow. for a child to be removed. I don't want to miss my blessing. I know that's right, and I'm and I'm glad uh, that you pointed out, you know, that uh, that the spiritual aspect. You know, sometimes when we think about um, working with young people, um, you know, we hear things like, you know, prayer has been pulled out of school. But if you think mm-hmm. about it, prayer has not been pulled out of school if <laughs> believers still pray while in school. You know, you're right. Well, you know, it's more important to model your beliefs, model your Christianity rather than tell people, I am a Christian. Let them see by your works what you're doing, and then they will choose which way they will go. That is awesome. I've heard it said before, you know, I'd rather see a sermon than hear a sermon any day. That's true. And uh, when I think about your impact on students throughout the years, uh, you definitely are – are inking quite a sermon uh, before them. <laughs> now, I, I've, got to, I've got to learn a little bit more about the Dreams Club. Uh, tell us how it got started, um, its goal, its mission. I know you've had a lot of young people in this area come through there. Talk a little bit about uh, the Dreams, Pro- Dreams Club. Oh, that is my heart. Well, uh, about 26 years ago, a group of girls, 15 girls to be exact, went to the principal and said, look, we want a club of our own. They don't want us in the drama club. We don't want to join the swim team because we don't want to get our (laughs) hair wet. And there is nothing for us here. Okay? And at the time, our school was fewer than 20% minority. 
So we started YBW, Young Black Women, and we had guest speakers and mentors and field trips, and we were on BET television three times. So everybody started looking at this club and saying, gee, what are they doing? Well, one morning I asked for area men who belong to different churches and congregations to give us two hours of their time. I asked them to take off their jobs, come to our school cafeteria, and talk to some young men one-on-one. And these were the boys who were identified as the troublemakers and whatever. And so these boys fill the cafeteria. And these men who put their money where their mouths were came to Garfield's cafeteria, and they spent two hours talking and mentoring these young men. And there were relationships that began, and actually there are some young men who are still in contact with their mentors after 26 years. Well, anyway, um, YBW grew from 15 young girls to, at one time, over 200. We were in the Washington Post, the Potomac News, the community newspaper, and um, people got to know what we were about. And it was about building the self-esteem of young women through other women. As the Bible says, older women are to, to mentor the young, and that's what we were doing. So um, after YBW, it seemed that people from everywhere came and asked, well, look, we want to join. Is it just black girls? So we had to develop <laughs> another club. And YBW came under the umbrella of dedicated, responsible, enthusiastic, and motivated students. Dreams. And the Dreams Club has been going ever since, and we've had a great time. From those little girls, we now have attorneys, physicians, college teachers, and even a bishop who are former (laughs) Dreams uh, participants, and I found a picture of our original group, and it's so funny now to see some of these little girls <laughs> who are all grown up and have girls and guys of their own. Now, you know you're getting old, Mike, when you're teaching the children of children, but that's but, okay. I love them know, all. And, and, I'm, and I'm, I'm so, that's one of the reasons why I'm so proud to have you on today. I've seen you at work. I've seen you in action. I see um, the the compassion and the enthusiasm that you still have for young people. In many ways, I, I think you still outdress a lot of them with your coat oh, shoes no. and everything. You're coming with. <laughs> but oh, but no. you know, I, I'm just a firm believer, Miss Jones, that we've got history makers and difference makers. What I say, you know, are giants among us. Um, you know, right in our very midst. We just need to sometimes sit back and point them out and shout them out. And um, I, I would want to ask you this. Um, we know sure. our young people are facing a lot, and you've seen um, you're now dealing with the children of some of the children I'm sure you've taught, maybe even some grandchildren. Yes. Yeah. Yes. What, what would you say is a common thread that you've seen throughout the years um, that you would help other educators or other people that work directly with youth? What would you say to those um, who work with youth about helping to motivate them and helping to make positive impact with these young people? Well, you know what? When I started Garfield, I was afraid because I had taught in Washington, D.C., and all I knew were my own kids, my own children, uh, African-American kids. And so I was coming to a school in a community. When I married my husband, who's from Texas, and he had already moved here to work, um, I had never heard of Woodbridge, Virginia. And so I went to the school to teach after having our son, and I'm thinking, these kids won't want me. They don't know me. These kids are driving better cars than we have, and what can I give to them? And the Mm. first year that I taught there, 
on Thanksgiving, a little, a little boy came to me and he said, Miss Jones, what do you do for Thanksgiving? And I told him, I said, well, you know, um, cook a meal and we enjoy family time and whatever. Long story short, he lived in one of the beautiful, big, big houses in the area called Rollingwood. And he mm-hmm. said, I said, what do you do? He said, well, my mom and dad just leave us the credit card. And they go traveling during this time. So my sister and I just take the credit card, and we just go get dinner at some restaurant or whatever because we're by ourselves. I said, you want to come over and eat with us? Now, at the time, we lived in a two-bedroom, one-bathroom, lower-level basement condominium because that's what my husband bought when he came up here from Texas. Uh And um, this young man... Uh, his sister had other plans, so he came for that first dinner while I was there, and that's been 28 years ago. And anyway, um, he just, we made him feel at home, and he was like, ooh, and on, because I've never had this before. I have never had that wow. before. But the bottom line was, yeah, he drove a fine car, lived in a beautiful house, had his own jacuzzi, but he did not have the common thread of that parental support and that love that he was looking for. His parents were wow. too busy. They were too busy. But yet he came to our humble condo where he got what he needed. And that's so what the I common saying, thread. Jones, what I hear you saying is uh, love, you know, transcends any generation. Any generation, any race. Any age, you know, I um, volunteer, my husband and I volunteer at the assisted living facility here in Woodbridge Emeritus, and my youngest is 83, and we have the best time on Sunday. And those people teach me so much. Wow. And they are a blessing to me. And I don't care how tired I am, when I get there, I love them. And so and your spirit can be renewed each day with each yeah. different situation. So every day, every day is a blessing. And God gives you the opportunity every day to be a blessing to somebody else. I believe that's what that. I, look I believe for. you I believe that and I believe you're helping a lot of our listening today a lot of our listeners today. Well, you I are sure being hope a blessing. So. Well we've only I got a few so. minutes left and uh I'm going to have to have you on back for a whole hour because, you know, oh you've got so much to share. But but before we go, we've got just a couple minutes left. Just share your heart. Any encouraging words that you'd like to share to our listeners today? Okay, listeners, be encouraged. Every day is a new day. It's a gift from God. You have the opportunity to not look at your situation, but see what you can impart to somebody else and you will reap the blessing. And our children are valuable and precious. Encourage them and let them know that God has a plan and a purpose for every single life. So be encouraged. Thank you. Thank you, Ms. Jones, and I thank you. I believe we can say the benediction and go on home now because you just preached. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I do all thank right. you for being on with us and uh, continued success, and thanks for all that you do to impact our young people. And Thank you. And thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for this opportunity. This was a blessing. I enjoyed yeah, this. Yeah, we'll have to have you back on with, for, for more time. Now, you've got much more to share, so thanks for being on. Thank you. God bless. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. Well, Brownbaggers, it's been another great edition of our broadcast. We hope that you've taken something that you can run with. As always, love God, love people, live on purpose. Be blessed. Oh,
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.